By watching or listening to this show, you are acknowledging that you are of legal age to purchase and consume cannabis in your region. This production is for adults only. Have you seen the slash? Made by users for users. Engineered for flavor. One of the coolest features around. A built-in loading tool. Learn more at www.stonesmiths.ca. This is One Hitters. Getting to know the guests of the Cannabis 101 podcast just a little more. Okay, this is One Hitters now, and we are talking with the regional manager from Plant Life, uh, Ty Steger. Ty, uh, have you ever said no to a one hitter, and are you ready to load up this one hitter? I can't think of a time that I've ever said no to a one hitter, and sir, I am more than ready. Please fire away. Happy to be on the show. Thanks for having me. Thank you so much. All right, so let's start with your favorite THC cultivar. Uh, it's going to be Frost Monster for me. Uh, the reason it's Frost Monster is as soon as I heard the terminology Frost Monster, uh, the conversation immediately from that point said, what do I have to be scared of to make it be called Monster? Uh, and then I saw some pictures of it, and, and you know, the name is very clear as far as, like, when you look at a bud that is Frost Monster, you know you got it in your hand. Um, I've had a lot of fun with uh, doing activities with Frost Monster above and beyond all the other cultivars that I've tried. Um, one time in particular, I can remember I went for a run with a weighted vest because for whatever reason, I thought exercising while you're completely blitzkrieged on Frost Monster is a good idea. In the middle of winter, here I am running and I'm laughing out loud because of the euphoric sensation that I'm having as I'm running and I'm high on this Frost Monster and I'm just, you know, people are looking at me like, oh, look, there goes the neighborhood psychopath uh, walking or running down the street there with the weighted vest. So anyway, that's my story about why I enjoy that cultivar and can't say nothing good about it. That's awesome. You know, it just reminds me of a friend of mine one time we got high and then he was going home. He lived about a, you know, a couple of blocks away and he thought it was a good idea after smoking a joint to have dry roasted peanuts and run home. And I'm like, cotton mouth, dry roasted peanuts and running are probably not a good combination. So I love the backstory though. That's great. Um, what about on the CBD side? What do you like for that? So I actually enjoy CBD cultivars more than I do THC. Uh, from a personal preference, I am somebody who has significant anxiety when I when I smoke too much THC or consume too much THC. I go to I like I, I like to use the analogy I want to light myself on fire and jump out a goddamn window. That's kind of how I perceive it anyway. So CBD for me, uh, really enjoy. I've been around the block with a lot of CBD strains. CBD Shark Shock by far and away is my favorite. Um, it just I find it's one of those plants that you can consume almost as soon as you rise and whether you're doing the wake and bake or whether you're just kind of coasting throughout your afternoon, whether you have stuff that you have to do or whether you don't, it's an amazing uh, cultivar to just coast through the day on and, and very anti-anxiety 
for me especially, and that's why I absolutely love that strain. That's awesome. I'm going to have to uh, put that on my list. What's your favorite consumption consumption method? Uh, has been vaping for a while now. Every time I smoke a joint, it's almost like you could feel, again, I'm going to use anxiety a lot here, but it's like for me, I light a joint and it's almost like from previous experiences where I've ever had it, uh, maybe I've been too high or I've gone to that other level. As soon as I light the joint, my brain is immediately like lit on fire and it goes, hey man, you're going to have a really bad time right now. And true enough, like it could almost be any THC percentage, could be any cultivar, it doesn't matter. It's just like, okay, here come all the demons out of the closet. Uh, so for me, vaping has, for whatever reason, even though it's a higher THC percentage, all those different things, maybe it's just that I'm not getting the, you know, a lot of terpenes, whatever the case might be. I love vaping. Uh, it feels cleaner, smoother on my lungs. Uh, again, I like to run and things like that. So for me, vaping uh, before going for a run is a lot better, I find, cardio-wise. So all the way around, it just seems like the, the best option for me. Sounds good. What is your favorite accessory? Do you have a favorite vape? You know what? My favorite accessory right now is probably the uh, the Toki. And we just had Plant Life team members just had the opportunity to uh, meet the owner, uh, the person who developed the Toki. And one of the really cool facts about it is that it has actually got a lot of background technology from, you know, Formula One inspirations. Uh, because the person who is the mastermind behind it used to work in the Formula One. Uh, world. So they brought a lot of that type of technology into something that is so small as far as a battery for, for vaping. Um, but man, it is a really cool device. And if you have the opportunity, go check it out. Uh, highly recommend it. Awesome. I'm definitely going to look into that. All right, let's go back in time. What was your first experience like? Your first dance with Mary Jane? So after drama class, three of my friends pulled me aside and said that they wanted to go on a little walk behind the high school, closer to the football field, behind in the woods, the whole nine yards. We're, we're very like far away. And now at this point, you know, in my life in future, you know, where I'm looking at in the future is like, eventually I want to be a cop. That's where I am in high school. And they didn't tell me what was going on and what we were doing. Turns out we kind of form a semicircle and out comes the jazz cabbage. And I'm like, not, you know, just not in any way prepared mentally for what's about to happen, but for the sake of not being a chicken shit and, and wanting to be one of the cool kids and wanting to be a part of the, you know, at the time, what is identified as cool. I consumed it and we just went off in this little adventure through the woods, you know, having no idea where we were even going or what we were doing. Mixed, completely missed the next couple of classes on the daily's agenda. It was an absolute shit show, but I really enjoyed it, and I was laughing my ass off, and it was just a great time. But just a regular joint in the in the classic circle was the way that I first broke the the cannabis barrier for myself. Uh, that's awesome. I love it, uh, <laughs> uh, and and I, I completely uh, agree with uh, probably blowing off the rest of those classes. I don't think your life was really negatively affected by that, but you have a great story. You, I think you remembered the uh, the time away from the classes than you would have remembered certainly those classes. Um, what about uh, you know one person that you would just love to get high with? Uh, for anybody who's listening who's an astrophysicist kind of nerd, maybe you'll love this. It's Neil deGrasse Tyson. I think the guy is, he's, he's an, first off, when he talks and he talks to people, like whether you're listening to him in an interview or you're listening to him on a podcast somewhere, the way in which he speaks is so profound and so goddamn dramatic 
that he reels you in and he could be talking about microwaving something and the way that he's explaining microwaving and you're just like there is no radiation it's actually just this going on you know and the way that he breaks down technology and he talks about the stars in the universe if i could get high with somebody like that and learn about what a black hole actually is and trying to understand that kind of shit I don't know. That that to me just seems like probably the most entertaining way that you could spend being high is learning about what makes us stardust, I guess. Yeah, uh, something that will literally, you know, blow your mind, right, as they say. So I, I think, uh, you know, education, learning, um, you know, creativity, all of that goes kind of hand in hand uh, with certainly, uh, you know, different kinds and uh, different types of cannabis. Is there a famous person that you have been high with? Yeah, Snoop Dogg was high with me at the same time. I met him after one of the concerts. I had one of those, you know, VIP access uh, back cards, whatever, right? I, I, I'm meeting him, excuse me, and I'm just talking to him and saying, I sell your weed. And he's like, oh, for real? It's like, we're trying to actually light a joint. As I'm meeting him, there's more people lined up to meet him. And this is kind of for that brief, like, one minute window. It's just, I know that I'm high and I know that he's high yeah. and I'm, I'm meeting one of my favorite, you know, as far as the cannabis culture movement and all that kind of stuff, one of my idols. So that was, that was kind of a different, that, that shaped me. Cause I walked away from that being like, all right, we'll check that off the bucket list. I guess up next is Willie Nelson. Yeah, no doubt. You know, my favorite, well, one of my favorite things about Snoop Dogg is he has a guy that just hangs out with him in his entourage. The only job for that guy is rolling joints. I get he was on Howard Stern and he brought that guy on, and um, they they said he rolls such a good joint. Snoop Dogg hired him and said, "Your job is just to make sure I always have blunts and joints and and all that stuff." Like talk about you know you, you, people, we have some dream jobs and sometimes they come out of nowhere. That's one of those ones that if you're a really good roller, you got a pretty good gig with Snoop Dogg. Oh my God! Could you imagine? Uh, I would, I would do it for free. But uh, the guys living the lavish lifestyle, following in Snoop Dogg's entourage, getting everybody baked—that's yeah. uh, ain't too shabby. If you could smoke a joint with one fictional character, it doesn't have to be related to cannabis, but any fictional character out there, who would it be? Randy Marsh from South Park, and <laughs> it's not because he has Tegrity Farms. It's not because you know he became. That is a huge, like, for me, like, watching South Park since I've been, uh, I don't know, in junior high, all the way to now, it's it's an iconic series. I love the animation that those two guys put together with South Park, and I watch the character Randy, and everything that he does is so over-the-top and so outrageous, and, and he is the outrageous character on a show that already pushes boundaries and is so insane. So I, I don't know, like if I could just sit around with Randy and play Guitar Hero and, you know, do one of his, you know, a wine tasting with them, you know, like any one of those classic Randy moments, go to a Little League baseball game, I don't care what it is, that to me would be just, just an amazing time. That is awesome. I, uh, that show, it was about 1 a.m. on a Saturday night in the 90s in Manitoba. We were all baked uh, and that show came on and it was the Pink Eye uh, zombie uh, episode. I don't know wh whether that was the first one or not, but that was the first one I saw. We couldn't believe it. We were like, 
what the heck is this? Like, you know, at that point, The Simpsons was kind of risque and things like that. And then South Park and Family Guy and all these shows came along. But, you know, South Park was kind of the one that burst through all of that stuff and said, we're going to really go over the line here. Oh, they always stayed current. It's like you could turn on Simpsons or any other show, but after a while, they just got not... Compared to somebody like South Park, it was because it was so relevant, it had to be funny because you couldn't turn on your TV without seeing something that was relevant to it, whereas Simpsons or anything else, King of the Hill, I don't care what cartoon it was, they're all phenomenal, but the punchlines just tend to die out eventually, and you got to come up with new material. South Park just did it the right way, I think, and every single week was something new and exciting. Do you have a favorite 420 character, movie, TV, or book? Squirrel Master cameo from Half-Baked. 100%. Tommy Chong? Yeah, I love that. Yeah, uh, that's classic. Yeah. Uh, it's the best. It's absolutely the best. Yeah. Like, that's I, my bitch. Like, Squirrel Master. <laughs> that's right. The, you know, that movie, Dave Chappelle uh, and, and his entourage, uh, um, I'm thinking of Goat Boy, I can't remember, is... Uh, uh, Jim, uh, is it Jim Brewer? Yeah, I think it's Jim Brewer. Um, those guys are great, but it's I think the cameos from John Stewart to Willie Nelson uh, to uh, obviously Tommy Chong, Bob Saget, all that stuff. Uh, that's what uh, kind of makes the movies, those movies for me. As far as uh, you know, everything else is great, and then you throw those in, it just makes it an instant classic uh, when it comes to cannabis. Do you have a uh, do you have a favorite place that you like to consume? At home on the couch. Um, nothing special, nothing unique about it. Just sitting on the couch and just being able to get red-eyed is is part of my my daily routine. You know what I mean? Like, it's, it goes hand-in-hand hand with just, okay, it's supper time or whatever. It's not like I'm always blitzed. I am a lot of the time. But, anywho, when I go home, it's, it's time for me to kind of unwind and relax. And I find everything that I usually enjoy about going home and doing that kind of stuff has to... It's part of the... Um, the process it's a part of the ritual i guess at this point i agree i have got a really comfortable chair in my office that when i can get a lot of stuff done i crave sitting down and going through that ritual whether it's rolling a joint or, or some of that so i totally agree what where do you think the coolest place you've consumed is uh, probably in a nightclub in vegas but i mean it's not it's just like I shouldn't have been doing it, mm-hmm. and you know, like, yeah, definitely surrounded, you know, already wasted, right? So I mean, like, the whole the whole time is just something where it's like, okay, this is gonna go very bad, and it did go very bad, and it kept going worse and worse, <laughs> and it just it spiraled out of control. And I have a crazy story and a crazy memory from that experience, but uh, definitely the most memorable by far. All right, that's very interesting. Is there a, a bucket list place where you would like to get high? Do you have a, a place out there that's like, yeah, I want to go to the, I want to go here? Yeah, Galapagos Islands. Oh, okay. And the Any reason, particular reason? It's just, Chile is, uh, I look at Chile from a where do you want to go around the world kind of thing. And you got the Andes Mountains, you got the Galapagos Islands, you got probably one of the largest coastlines in the world. Um, warm climate I think about all those things and it's like that's why I want to go to Chile but then I think of Galapagos Islands and actually being a part of uh, this ecosystem that is so very rare has a lot of different cool things going on Um, and swimming with the sea turtles is something I always wanted to do so if I could just get high before I swim with the sea turtles hey checkmate 
Nice. What goes well with weed? I shit you not, chess and old school hip hop. Okay, yeah. I I you know, I you know, some people feel and, and listen, everybody is, is different. Uh, some people get some scatterbrained, especially if there's some, some high THC sativas and things like that. But there's a lot of things that cannabis helps me with laser focus. Uh, I think if I was ever to try to learn chess, I would think I would want to be high to do it. It's you def- learning it sober is actually more complicated than just getting high and just figuring it out as you go along. And the only reason I got into it was Queen's Gambit, the show on Netflix. If you haven't seen it, for the love of God, turn it on. Got to watch it. But you play a little bit of old school hip hop in the back, and you kind of you get that you get that like that swagger going on, and then you start just moving your chess pieces, and you just start loving your life. And uh, you can play the worst game of your world. Doesn't doesn't matter, right? It's just it's the, the activity of it. You're obviously playing with somebody that you probably enjoy to get high with. It's just a good time. Uh, I'm gonna check that out. Do you have a favorite slang word for weed? Jazz cabbage. 100%. I, I, I love that uh, term as well, and I love that you used that uh, when you talked about your first time uh, with Mary Jane. All right, what is your favorite terpene? We'll wrap with this one. Uh, limonene and. Uh, Every time I've ever consumed something with a with a heavy dose of that lemon, you know, you open it up and it's like that's like a bag of lemons, and you can mm-hmm. definitely tell that you're going to be consuming something that's got that citrus uh, flavored tones to it. Uh, very euphoric for me, pushes me into this kind of like okay, I definitely want to play a board game. I want to be social. I want to be active, especially if I'm already kind of um, if I'm you know at a party and I feel myself really just not wanting to be there. You know, like I hate people today. That's kind of the mentality, but as soon as I get a little bit of limonene in me, uh, I'm good to go. I love it. Uh, I, I, I uh, love uh, cannabis for that exact reason, that it, it aids me in my social anxiety. So uh, I think we're uh, one and the same there. Uh, Tyler, this has been a lot of fun. Thank you so much. And you can check out the full episode at Cannabis101podcast.ca. Check us out and follow us on social media at the Cannabis 101 on Twitter, at the Cannabis 101 podcast on Instagram, and at the Canna 101 podcast on Facebook. You can email us at Cannabis101podcast at gmail.com.